0: Welcome to The Art of Change, in-depth interviews with artists from the University of California, Santa Cruz, who believe in the transformative power of art making and who are committed to proactive social engagement.
1: Art is a universal language.
0: Jameen Lee is a professor of art and focusing on printmaking. Is that a good way to say it, broadly printmaking or specific types of printmaking? Which way do you to talk about it? Do you do lithography, for example, stonework kind of printmaking?
1: Well, I have to say that I'm an artist whom I select print media as a, my main artistic medium. Okay. Yeah. So you'd and rather
0: some- talk about artists as the primary. and So if you pick up another medium tomorrow, that's fine.
1: Right. And yeah. sometimes people confuse with, between um, master printer. Sometimes people introduce me. Jimmy Ne is a um, master printer. What does
0: that mean? <laughs> Do you even know? <laughs> that
1: doesn't mean that it's huge differences between master printer and artist. Master printer is just produced um it, like printing. Just like, like like kind of like badly say dish dishwasher. You know Somebody, ah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. like is, a
0: cook versus a chef, or something. Like that. That's
1: what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, okay. and so it doesn't really make me feel good. <laughs> so yeah. I started the Even, interview by
0: insulting you. I'm so no, glad it's this okay. is going so well. <laughs> you know
1: what? Even though they really <laughs> trying to right, show me like respect as a saying master. Oh right, master printer. But it's not me. Yeah, yeah I'm not a master printer. I'm an artist. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And what is? Besides the mm-hmm. descriptor of that form, what why do you say that? Wh- what is it mm-hmm. about your work that is specifically mm-hmm. artwork, not print work?
1: Well, I think that as an art form, there are so many different kinds of practice, right? i mean, mm-hmm. artists who are focusing and doing many painting, sculpture. They don't describe them as a painter or sculpture. They're artists.
0: Well, I think right? actually yeah. painting and sculpture kind of denote artist working in that medium. Mm-hmm. I think printmaking isn't like that. And, I, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. I think like the way I've been introduced to printmaking mm-hmm. is at the UCSC print studio, the studio that you actually mm-hmm. help manage and run and, mm-hmm. and make a wonderful space. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's synonymous to artists. Mm-hmm. But it, I can totally see that it's not. In this world, we see mm-hmm. print material all the time that's not an art form.
1: Yeah, and also as an artist career and my undergraduate was painting. I I mm-hmm. I'm also making painting too, but here I'm teaching print media well, areas. So, yeah, is yeah. that the medium um, specific defined a person who are making art? Yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. Do it, it doesn't really sound right. like very confining. Yeah, I mean you're right?
0: you're yeah. using even mm-hmm. if you do focus in printmaking or, mm-hmm. or the kind of work you do. Mm-hmm. You, that's just the way you're expressing currently the topics and interests that you're engaged in. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of those mm-hmm. topics and interests. You mm-hmm. have a, a piece uh, a while ago that mm-hmm. was on the border of North Korea and South mm-hmm. Korea. You're actually born in Korea, correct? Right. South yeah. Korea, I'm mm-hmm.
1: assuming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yes. laughs> um mm-hmm.
0: So what, how did you, what is this museum that's on the border, wh- wh- and how did you get involved?
1: Um... Well, I'm doing um, residency in all different kinds of a And there are a lot of interesting um, artist residency program. And, and I was actually invited to this specific art organizations in Korea, near Seoul. And I kind of pushed upon a couple of times because it really doesn't work with the schedule. You mean then,
0: te- teaching here, you mean? Yeah, because a mm-hmm.
1: teaching schedule or other exhibition schedule, and but my parents at the time, especially my mother, was pretty ill, mm-hmm. and I really thought about maybe this opportunity I can spend time with my parents. Were they in Seoul? They're in Incheon, actually near Seoul. So, um, so I said, yeah, I'm going to do a ten week residence uh, residency project there. And mainly, I was thinking about more. This is a great opportunity to spend my family. Sure, right. Yeah. So during weekday, actually, I did. I work in during the day, uh, week weekday and weekend. Just take a public transportation, visit my parents. I spent a great time, That's and that was indeed my last time I spent with my father. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, and so, and during that residency, the director of this organization. Approached me and whether I would interested in showing my work in this really interesting venue in DMZ. And as soon as he asked me that question, I said, "Yes, I would
0: love to." <laughs> What was the so you you're kind of pull, you're pulled away from your your normal role here in California mm-hmm. and other exhibitions you're working on to go there really motivated from personal perspective absolutely what kind of work were you doing when you're doing that residency what what, what kind of subjects mm-hmm. were you working on
1: well that time and I um I mean recent my work is about um, transportation and I take a photographs from the cars airplanes, train, and a- like every time I go somewhere and then I take a photographs. So in that project, it's continuations of my theme, And but I actually didn't have any car. So wow. I walking around that residency area and I take a bunch of photographs and that was kind of almost documentary photos of that area rapidly changing and but also i um, after i came back to um, california i kind of post production and um, of the footage i had took during the residency i came here like create a six series of called debuto which is the places uh, where the uh, this organization located
0: and Tebudo is the the residency place that the we go up for the yeah, 10 weeks yeah. okay
1: yeah and so this is yeah so showing their transitions of the natural landscape, it's kind of like more industrializations, mm-hmm. losing their, the beautiful beauty of their what they have in, within that kind of um, geographic locations right next to it. The, the ocean side. There is just really amazing, peaceful kind of landscapes, but also I saw a lot of constructions mm-hmm. going on. So, so
0: looking at that nature and nature construction.
1: And versus construction, so, and then yeah. also
0: transportation, transportation.
1: I mean, but the transportation is kind of walking <laughs> around the, <laughs> in the situation. In the yeah. situation, I, that was pretty unique, and so, yeah. So th- that was a kind of uh, the six images I c- uh, created from that residency, and um, yeah. So the director uh, took me to the gallery, and I had a meeting with the um, the uh, officers of the uh, Yonggang Gallery. The Yeonggang. Gallery. Which is in
0: the DMZ. In
1: the, in the DMZ. I've never really been there. So that was an amazing experience to get through the checkpoint. Did really. you have the
0: meeting there? Is yeah,
1: that- yeah. The, the meeting was in the gallery. So there was the first time as a Korean, I was able to visit in yeah. the like past the checkpoint and you have to leave your ID and... Really, really like interesting. Prison, pro- right? yeah, yeah, really interesting process because it's heavily, you know, just civilized area, control area. Control, yeah. and, and then mm, the gallery was just really beautiful. And, and also, you know, like a very um, almost hidden paradise
0: you do have like an in a garden that was protected. I'm assuming it's a fortified space in some sense because it's mm. it's a war zone, right? I mean
1: it, It's a war zone, but it's not necessarily war zone, symbolically war zone, but just
0: not actively war. Not
1: zone. actively war zone.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're invited by these people to actually show your pieces that mm-hmm. you've just worked on. I'm mm-hmm. assuming after you've come and done work mm-hmm. on the on the mm-hmm. photographs and done your print <laughs> material work mm-hmm. here, yeah. they invite you to go there and do this place Mm. of this museum, a gallery. Mm. A gallery, to my mind, Mm. denotes artwork in a space where people can see it. Mm -hmm. How many people go to the DMZ gallery? What is it called again? I'm so sorry.
1: It's a Yonggang gallery, but there is some kind of visiting area nearby. It's called Taepyeong, some kind of like some, um, you know, um, I don't know, it's it's some kind of...
0: Meeting place or something?
1: Yeah, and then you do have... Telescopes to go to um to see through um North Korea mm-hmm. right there. So there's a touristy yeah. aspect Tourists of actually, the border. Right. And then okay. so the gallery is going the way to visit that area. I see. Yeah. Okay.
0: So people can go in here. It's restricted and controlled and all that, but you do see people come through the space.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then so I think it's
0: fascinating you have I'm sorry, what you say? I don't
1: know. Yeah, because so I was very really wondering how many people actually visit mm-hmm. to see my show. And they said because of they have to leave their ID card through the checkpoint so they can actually count the numbers of audience. Yeah, And then they said weekly, surprisingly, about thousand people. Oh, great. great. Because all thing. the like tourists, the bus, yeah. the, you know, v- bus and then a bunch of people just ride right, to visit yeah. and they walk around and maybe leave very shortly or, yeah, so, I don't know how long they spent time and look at my
0: artwork. So your work is kind of, it's about mobility and mm-hmm. transportation, but also it sounds like the mm-hmm. the transformation of the landscape into industrial, that kind of space.
1: It's, it's embedded, right, yeah. because of that whole um, imagery. But also, same, I, recently, the containers are, the shipping containers are really, like, central topic to yeah. me and even this uh, series of uh, the Chan series and the uh, images I created specifically for this uh, show then after I have a meeting with this officer Yan Chan I took very quickly photographs of that DMZ area around the gallery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't probably take photographs. <laughs> but
0: yeah. I didn't. It. <laughs> it took your, dry, <laughs> take your Yeah, it took it took the, your identification, but not your camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have to leave my ID card, but not iPhone. So I took photograph, and then I created uh, two uh, triptych pieces, and then combined with um, the uh, some kind of graphic elements of container, shipping containers. Mm-hmm. The reason I did it because the shipping containers are very fascinating and symbolic objects of globalization. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, it's just the, the concept of the containers are really important topics for my work from the very beginning. When I came here in 1995 um, as a, you know, MFA student at San Francisco Art Institute, I lived at this very small studio apartment near school.
0: In San Francisco? In
1: San Francisco. And then the first image I created in here was the top, the bathtub. A, ba- know,
0: the, a bathtub?
1: Yeah, bathtub. You know, the uh, old-fashioned yeah. Yeah. contains my body. Yes. Right? And then that was something that really symbolic objects of that are me entering to totally different culture different chapter of life. In your apartment,
0: you had a clawfoot tub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice. Sounds fancy. (laughs)
1: And and then I created uh, numbers of a series of a bathtub. And then so that kind of the containment is very much of ongoing topics. And now the kind of same concept, the shipping containers are now, it's kind of everywhere appearing in my work because of that really stands for of that transportation Mobility, globalizations, and
0: yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the shipping containers were they showing up in? Do you do you see them in many places? You said that you were in your residency, the ten week residency mm-hmm. you were doing, that was kind mm-hmm. of near your parents. Mm-hmm. You were on the coast. Was there a shipping environment there? Was a lot yes, of, ah, yeah, actually, yeah. Okay. because
1: the, that is at the harbor of Incheon. Yeah, it's a it's a second biggest like port of Korea. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up there actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. I think the shipping containers are really interesting object that is also carries around objects and mediator right from the continent to continent yeah. yeah it kind of exports and import I mean what you know all the other the things that we use how are you going to get this
0: right everything Somebody, that's come from China come from, if you hear <laughs> comes from these things yeah, yeah come
1: from China in the shipping containers
0: yeah.
1: so i mean all the you know my Images and inspirations and topics are, it's I I constantly get from my mundane life, hmm. and I'm commuter right? right from Oakland to Santa Cruz. I'm driving driving down on freeway eight eighty. You know how many <laughs> car,
0: cargo well, trucks? Yeah, you're going across yeah, the bay. And, yeah. Exactly. And of course, in Oakland, you're seeing the 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 port. The Oakland, port exactly. Of, I yeah.
1: I'm. You know, I used to live in West Oakland, actually. And so very close to the port of Oakland, I actually drove down there and then sitting and watching all the kind of cargo ships come and go and just action scenes and fascinating place. Yeah. Yeah. You were also able to see that the beautiful, the scenery of the San Francisco. And then, yeah, I was just sitting and thinking about it and watching and all the um, international, huge uh, cargo ships in and out from the port. It was fascinating. Scene. It's interesting mm-hmm.
0: that the the cargo container is mm-hmm. this kind of symbol of it, every one of them is the same as every other. I mean, there could be colors and all that, but you don't know where that one came from and where it's going next and mm-hmm. how long its life will be and what things will carry it and mm-hmm. what national what na- nations it'll connect, mm-hmm. and it's doing that all the time. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Space. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, driving down and back and forth. In traffic, you know, you really have to watch them, right? (laughs) So I'm like driving SUV. I find it fascinating
0: that if you Mm -hmm. think about globalization and Mm -hmm. you think about transportation Mm -hmm. and mobility Mm -hmm. and then you put a piece which is in the epitome of Mm -hmm. that, the complete opposite, there is no transportation, there is mobility there in the DMZ, there's no globalization. That's the one point of like, we don't communicate with North Korea. No, we don't trade with North Korea fascinating place to put your work
1: that's what exactly my intentions about and then the exhibition title was global station global station Station Uh until the next voyage so that was a title i was really hoping that you know in in the future if something really changes changes Hmm. and i'm really hoping as a korean you know i'm that was my biggest hope that it's then the DMZ would be the center of global station, mm. and then to be reconnected, so right? The the, yeah, very that much of the, the divided countries and people, or um, you know, just infrastructures and networks. So all the hope that I am like wishing uh-huh. through my works and sharing and showing in that space, just like less than on one mile from. Yeah actually i'm assuming from north korea was very very special experience i'm assuming
0: no one in north korea can visit that gallery is that correct
1: i don't think so no Mm -hmm. what is
0: you said as a korean Mm -hmm. is there a general feeling that it'd be the Mm -hmm. country should be re-merged is that a general take do most people feel that way
1: for me i wish you to to see it it happen you have family in north korea I think my mother's side. Yeah, yeah I think my it's getting, mother's getting more, side and more and more distance, more, right? Yeah, and then she doesn't want to talk about it much, actually. Mm. Yeah, she just.
0: Did she go to the show with you?
1: No, she couldn't because she just was very ill. Yeah. she's still ill. Oh, I'm sorry yeah, about. and um, I I show the photos to her okay. and talk about it, but um, yeah, that was my intention and feeling that as an artist, something that I can do as an artist. I'm not a politician, Uh right? So uh something about sharing and showing of artwork, that much of the meaning behind, it was just such a special experience. Mm -hmm. I think that was probably the most unique venue that that I ever
0: showed. What's another venue you've appreciated showing your work in?
1: In that year, nineteen, no, uh, twenty eighteen, I had a show um, at a gallery in Berlin, mm-hmm. and and that gallery—it's <laughs> <is, another> border. <laughs> it's not border. It used to be in the um, East Germany. It was. Part? Okay. It was. Right. It was. It's Mitte area. It's fabulous. It's so now all the the museums nearby and center of art scene. And yeah, during my exhibitions, I interacted and I met a lot of interesting audience, artists and who were eager to share their stories through their like unificate, united from in, in uh, uh, North East and West and how they had really, you know, trying to, across the um berlin wall and risk their lives yeah. the whole stories—it's fascinating and and that show actually before my DMZ show so i was really
0: So it wasn't the station and vo- uh, before the voyage piece it was a different set of pieces
1: No actually i kind of similar showed pieces. similar oh, okay. pieces okay right. <laughs> yeah, that's it great really fit in that to venues yeah to, no it t- yeah. the
0: venues are perfect because your one is the post of what you hope the DMZ will be. You hope right. at some point it, the DMZ represent this. Absolutely, re-bound absolutely. Combining yeah,
1: and, and then the, the gallery is fascinating place because usually when you imagine a nice, pristine gallery space, then you will expect to have a really clean, white wall space. Yes. And this one was broken windows. Oh, and really? the, Yeah, the layers of all the paintings and newspaper clippings and still glued on the wall, really? and then yeah, Hitler killed in. That was really fascinating. Wow, and that's and part
0: of the museum. That, that's in part of the wall. It's part
1: walls. of the gallery space. Oh, right. Yeah, And very medieval,
0: kind of really strange. A rustic, lot of stone kind of work.
1: Yeah, and... rustic area. So I had a hard time to hanging my pieces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put into the stone yeah, work. Yeah. But
1: my work so beautifully, it just integrated beautifully within that wall space because my work is very industrialized kind of yeah. items and shipping containers. Sure. Right? So I really had a good time and enjoying. So when you do showing, when you do yeah,
0: a show yeah. like mm-hmm. that how important it is is it for you to mm-hmm. engage with the audience that sees the show and to talk with them
1: that's really good question and usually also this is very interesting setup that the gallery hours are also very different from other venues that i used to show and this is from like the the gallery opens at 2 p.m and opens and closes it like eight or nine. Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> is that similar for, is that just what Germans do for gallery I, I
1: don't know. Only for this gallery. This, this That was my first show in mm-hmm. Berlin or Germany. And so I was really able to sit in the gallery. And usually I don't go because gallery sitters, you know, and I just yeah. there for opening receptions and occasionally visit. But this venue, this show I was actually spend a lot of time sitting and meeting people. Was that big? Be- why? Because I just wanted to, because there are so many interesting people just mm. in and out. And like that active street and a lot of visitors from all around the world. And I met very interesting people.
0: What did you learn about your work in meeting those people and talking about your work with them?
1: Well, they shared their stories and I think my work really evoke and let them sharing their own stories was fascinating and I didn't really expect it and so it's kind of exchange of the stories and how they feel and I I, I some pieces at uh, some um, um, viewers they were interested in my process mm-hmm. such and I think it's just you know all different kinds of topics and we were able to exchange in that you know, you know, the gallery space, yeah. not like through over, like, I don't know, cyber conversation is that like with right when you look at my work and they have direct ask me or or either subject matter or technical questions was engaging, was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. We'll be talking about your subject mm-hmm. matter for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and switch to mm-hmm. your sharing of the technique and, mm-hmm. and, and such. You teach. I mean, it's a, a big part of your life, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what kind of things? Do, what what brings you joy about the teaching process?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I studied in three different countries. Right, my undergraduate degree, BFA, painting from Seoul National University, BFA in painting, same university. And I went to Japan, Tokyo, as a scholar, You know, Japanese government scholarship students. I th- where I really decided to become printmaker, an artist, but who concentrated (laughs) in printmaking. (laughs) And so, and I was very privileged to meet and um, have this wonderful experience and um, learn really more philosophical approach doing printmaking. In Japan. In Japan. It's called hangado, which is a kind of more philosophical attitude, understanding and practice printmaking. Very spiritual,
0: Interesting.
1: Very interesting experience. And I really mastered <laughs> <laughs> now, the techniques so, there. So
0: you went and I'm assuming this was was this wood mostly woodcut print? No. No. It was anything? Uh,
1: was it etching? Okay. Was it intaglio? Yeah, right. I started printmaking in lithography and then I do etching in Tokyo, Japan, like Tokyo Kedai, Tokyo National University of Art. And then That sounds
0: like an amazing place.
1: It's an amazing place
0: you did your masters there?
1: No, I had a master's degree. So I I my involvement was uh, with in the program was post-experience students. So no degree, but I was kind of sort of a PhD program Yeah, process, okay. Here would right? be called
0: a PhD post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, but yeah right, exactly.
1: Yeah. But I didn't pursue. Right. Okay, so yeah. you
0: went there, used the space. Did you also teach a bit there? No,
1: you, no, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't teach. So, and then I came here uh, for my second MFA in printmaking at San Francisco Art Institute. Let's so, let's talk about yeah. Tokyo more for a little yeah. bit.
0: Um, when you're at this space, what what drew drew you into doing this kind of work? Like, what was it? Was it the teachers? Was it the spiritual aspect of it? Was it the just the process that you enjoyed? I think
1: it's everything, everything about the program and. It's more likely um, very traditional kind of setting, and you are belong to this lab, which they are divided into mokuhanga, which is woodblock printmaking, intaglio, and lithography, and sc- sc- screen printing. So each medium has own research lab.
0: Okay, let's go through these meetings real quick. Mm. Woodblock: you carve a piece of wood, you put Ink on the wood and you press it to mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. That's one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one you said was intaglio? Uh, intaglio. What's intaglio?
1: Intaglio is etching. It's, an, yeah. And, it, and you saw the plate. The,
0: the copper the plate? It's
1: copper plate. Okay. Yeah. So that's etching. that's etching. Etching and intaglio is the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. So this
0: is, you have a, a flat material. Mm-hmm. You put it, some kind of emulsion thing on it. You expose it to light. Then you wash off anything that didn't get exposed. You put ink on it. It attaches. You put paper on it. It comes off.
1: But that's yeah. one of the techniques. That's one yeah, of the, one of yeah, the, yeah, the techniques. Lots of ways. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but
0: the etching means that the material itself has an etched surface that will hold on to ink and a place that doesn't hold on to ink. Yeah. Very correct. Okay. Yeah,
1: so you have to work with acid. Yes. <laughs> then when, <laughs> yeah, when I use acid, <laughs> then students start laughing. Chemical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And then yeah. there's lithography, which mm-hmm. is stone-based, where mm-hmm. you're you're pulling material off yeah, the stone yeah. and that holds the kind of pockets, if you will, in the stone, which can hold ink. Right. It's very similar in some ways because they're both holding the ink for you.
1: Mm-hmm. So one is a deeper etched. One is to stay on the surface. Which one of those are traditional? Both of them are very very traditional. So I have to say, woodblock printmaking is one of the oldest artistic medium of mankind. You know, we created like 2000 years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, invented in China and intaglio etching process about in Germany started around the 13th, 14th century. And lithography is maybe 16th and 17th century. And screen printing is very modern, contemporary compared screen to printing. other. Yeah, other. The last process. one we haven't talked
0: about, which is you take a piece of uh, transparent medium or, or medium that ink can go through, yeah. silk. Yeah. Right? And then you put mm-hmm. something in it that blocks the ink mm-hmm. and then you and push them, ink yeah. through it right. and you get a, yeah. a print out. Right. One.
1: Okay. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these uh, mediums are totally like they
0: have a lot of history th-
1: yeah different languages
0: yes yeah, almost oh, interesting. yeah totally yeah.
1: yeah i i always refer to that like oh yeah you're learning different languages here
0: yeah i mean because interesting mm-hmm. very very similar languages mm-hmm. in some ways because there's so much similarities in in mm-hmm. putting ink to paper yeah like that's the general yeah. process that you're going yeah. to do yeah. because
1: all related multiplicity yeah. so you can create o- multiple originals
0: so what drew you to etching when you're in tokyo why that form
1: uh, this is a funny story, because I couldn't really speak Japanese well, and I really intended to
0: learn more <laughs> of lithography, because that's the medium I fell in love. Was lithography was uh-huh. compelling? Well, what, why lithography? Did you fall in love with it first? Because it was so drawing-based. <gasps> and you were a painter. Yes. Yes, yes that it, makes it, sense. Yeah, sure. yeah,
1: and I really want to keep doing and then using oil-based medium and draw and stone and like on it, and so... That was the medium I was in my mind. Yeah. I really want to make more lithography, learn more about it. And um, then, Let's be
0: clear about lithography yeah. real quick, just mm-hmm. from a technical perspective. Yeah. You can etch the stone away with tools. You can also put in uh, different types of material. You can draw on it with oily kind of things. Yeah, and that nice. oily stuff will also push the, the, the ink away. So yeah. you're drawing in the negative.
1: Kind of. Positive? Positive? <laughs> yeah, because when you... I mean, this is why you have to use oil-based materials on stone. And you have to etch it with a certain kind of chemical or gum arabic. And the printing process is you have to wet the surface with wet sponging. And then with brayer and rollers, you have the inking on the top. Then the oil-based ink will go stay on the where you draw with oil-based... Yeah, so it is positive.
0: So the ink doesn't stay on where the stone wasn't touched with material? Because
1: oil and... So Water, do you wipe never, the stone? Yeah, ah, you never, never get together. So it's totally separation. That's very interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Thank you. you want, yeah, 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 yeah. You mm-hmm. can
0: also like scratch away at the stone if you want, which also yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So you fell in love with lithography because the drawing process of it—you can actually paint on the stone and draw on the stone—and mm-hmm, therefore mm-hmm. that seemed like a perfect thing. So, mm-hmm. and your Japanese wasn't strong, but you thought you'd go into lithography and you start there. Go on.
1: Yeah, but this <laughs> the. Uh, the manager of the studio accidentally put my desk to Intaglio studio, and then I just couldn't complain. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't
0: notice, I like, please move my desk in Japanese? <laughs> no, I just couldn't do that.
1: I was very shy, and I just couldn't just. I say, love that a
0: language barrier it's pushed language. you into a different yeah. form of art.
1: And that was, that was very amazing. That really <laughs> changed my life. So you
0: were just in that room and in, in the room, space and yeah. seeing it. Inside. I just didn't know what to do. So what did you do? You just kept on doing that kind of work? I, I just just Followed learned. Along? <laughs> I learned from my
1: colleagues. I just had a little basic background and experience, but very limited. Uh-huh. And then I have to say all the students in that program... It's genius. Really? Yeah. To get in that program, it's just like most, like, top level, top, top level yeah. students. Only handful students will be able to
0: get in the program. In, in, in any of those programs or specifically in the etching form program? Any, that, uh, any, that of that any, school. any of the
1: schools. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. this is only art How'd and music.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I... I, I Applied and I. <laughs> You're not going to say I'm awesome, <laughs> <laughs> but that was very accidental. Yeah. element. I'm in my life. There is a few accident, happy yeah. accident. Yeah. So that was one of, and wow. then I'm and starting to. I'm, I'm I'm just literally stuck with that medium. I, I'm just totally in love, still? still in love with that medium. Within the medium, and
0: do you think it was. And inspirational because there's all these amazing people around you doing things, or is it because you started doing stuff that you? Were I think
1: both. It's you know, oh. yeah, and surrounded by that talent, that amount of like devoted, talented, and ambitious students, mm. it's really stimulating. Isn't that intimidating? Very intimidating. So I was actually was not able to print in front of students for six months.
0: You had to do it late at night or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I did, yeah, yeah. I was waiting like, oh, I don't want to show my mistakes, and I don't want to show my bad prints. But surprisingly, I was able to master. <laughs> yeah, now you show
0: people all the time, and then
1: I am teaching that medium. Yeah. So I, yeah, you... I'm sharing this story to my students. Yeah, and then I'm I'm really amazed how my students learned this complicated medium within this time period. We work on 10, week ten w- weeks. 10 yeah which is I think in my perspective, my students are genius. Uh, it took six months to me <laughs> to be able to make decent prints, to be able to feel okay, to show my prints to others.
0: Well, were you doing that in with a language barrier when you were learning that six months? Were there people that were speaking in English or Korean for you? No. No. Okay. Well that might take a little longer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Japanese were tricky to learn because there is different ways of speaking to elders. So my same Jack, with Korean, right? Yeah, Korean too. But yeah. you know, some whenever I talk to older people, I I feel nervous. You, you can yeah, mess I, up I, Yeah, My my expression right. is probably not polite enough. Or
0: right, yeah. your colleagues at the same age level as you, mm-hmm. you're speaking a certain way, mm-hmm. and you get better at that, mm-hmm. and then you speak to a superior, if you will, an older person, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you don't know how to yeah. do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's and then also I encountered. My mentor there in this program, uh, his name is Nakabayashi Tadayoshi. He's a center figure of contemporary printmaking, Japanese printmakers. I'm.
0: You got really lucky to be. I'm
1: so lucky. And that was your mentor. He's he's my mentor. He's a still mentor. We mm-hmm. we are we are still ta- touch. Yeah, That's still. Great. Yeah, he's my almost father figure. He's actually same age of my father. I lost my father, so, but um, yeah, he's he influenced me in cr- enormously about everything, about printmaking, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you find yourself now as a teacher and a mentor to others bringing him up in your mind before you express I'm always thinking
1: mind? about his lesson, and I'm really trying to also, hopefully, am I am the figure of that I have in kind of that deep, connections to my mentor but it's just different structure you know Mm -hmm. those because I stayed in his studio research studio during that time about three years in that school so my interactions with him is continuously from that time period and continuing to now but my students come and go Actually, really quickly, yeah, yeah, quickly. Some students are taking, repeating different classes mm-hmm. and working with me. And
0: oh, you'd be lucky if you see them for a year.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that was something that I miss it, but I'm. I do have a couple of really good, uh, you know, former students who stay in touch with me. Mm-hmm. But it's, I always kind of that is I'm thinking about it
0: all the time. Yeah. yeah. Have you do you want do you like the idea of having more an institute that's longer form with people working longer with you? I would love to. Have, yeah. yeah, have what, what benefit mm-hmm. did your mentor mm-hmm. get or what benefit do you get when you have a longer relationship with a student?
1: Um Well, because of the medium is such alive and also evolving. And there would be incredible benefit of that continuing conversations between them and me, we can, Uh I mean, you know, after they graduate, they become a great artist and scholar. They can also teach me or we can share some information. So as a circles of the artistic community in print media, printmaking area, it's kind of really small. And we do have really close relationships. We do have own conference and, Sharing this, all the discoveries and innovative um, methods or materials. I would love to have that kind of like some um, connections or some kind of platform we could multiply and then use print printmaking kind of research,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of, um, I don't know, uh, maybe groups mm-hmm. so that we can have this um, kind of collective discoveries or ongoing development to share to others. So I kind of feel a little missing some kind of continuing conversations with my graduate students. Yeah. I'm sure they are doing some wonderful work, yeah. but not necessarily in my radar. Mm-hmm. So that's a missing part. It's interesting.
0: It is a a form of work that has to have a space. You know, the press is not something you move around a lot. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have all your emulsion stuff. And so the space becomes a thing. It's a hub for people to come and do the work.
1: Incredibly important, that part. Because I also refer... The printmaking studio is a public bath.
0: (laughs) A public bath. Oh, neat. Right, yeah. From a society perspective, Right, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So... We are sharing so much with all the inks we share, the press we share together. So the community, the sense of community, is very important, critical. So the collective's um, kind of sense of sharing and supporting it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. So whenever I finish, kind of wrapping up each quarters, of course that students are really busy in finishing their final project sure but we do have the last thing that we do is clean up
0: the whole studio the whole studio the like cli- a, that's, like a a yeah, that's a ritual. yeah that's a ritual
1: yeah thank you printmaking studio allow me to create and produce this wonderful work thank you and bye Bye bye. Until I come back what, next time. What other
0: spiritual qualities mm-hmm. did you from the program in, in Tokyo, where you actually mm-hmm. fell in love with this medium? What other spiritual qualities besides the cleaning and respecting the space? Mm-hmm. What are things?
1: Mm-hmm. One of the things that I also learned that I'm not really that much of deeper understanding about Shintoism. That means that we, you know, Japanese treat the materials like human being mm-hmm. because. All the other papers and plate, they think that's the soul. So that's something I always also carry with me, mm-hmm. and I handle materials with respect and care,
0: which is really important in the it's process. It's a very too.
1: important process. Yeah, yeah. So when we were mm-hmm, in your mm-hmm. studio
0: earlier, you were talking about wetting the paper a certain amount. Mm-hmm. The paper has to be wet because the the ink, the oil mm-hmm. ink, is gonna push mm-hmm. the. Wet, wetness away and stay in the paper mm-hmm. and you're talking about the students having trouble with how wet should they make it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, What? Wh- how, how do you teach that
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that about a soul of the paper is that
1: <laughs> maybe yeah the paper feel like oh yeah it feels good and time to yeah out of my bath yeah um, yeah maybe yeah, and um, I also when I teach certain process of you know, for example, photo intaglio and you, uh, after you expose your plate under UV light and you mm-hmm. develop your plate and then, and then they asked me, and then I said, yeah, you have to make like lukewarm water, right. For the developer developing process. And to she, pull stuff yeah. that hasn't
0: been set off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then they said, how warm? And then I said, yeah, just thinking about your baby, <laughs> the baby, if your baby feel good and like smiling, you know, put your baby in this kind yeah. of th- th- your water, and then that is probably right temperature. So I kind of keep like a, <laughs> telling about a very abstract way, but students but, kind of nodding it like, oh, maybe, yeah, that's kind of right temperature. <laughs> well, we have a lot of mm.
0: knowledge wrapped up inside us that doesn't have language, mm-hmm. and to use that metaphorical and mm-hmm. talk about the paper having a soul or the paper being like a or the emulsion. Developer, developer yeah developer being like a baby, <laughs> baby it's a great way to take on all those that knowledge yeah. we have and mm-hmm. transfer it and reuse it mm-hmm. interesting is that too cold for the clawfoot tub in san francisco
1: um Maybe yeah, it depends on weather situation. You'd want
0: it warmer. Warmer. You'd, yeah, you'd want it warmer, to to stay warmer in the warmer, bath, right? Yeah. Okay, so the the lukewarm is too cold for you. <laughs> That's for <right>. <laughs> Yeah. Foot, but, okay. Right.
1: So I I constantly use more symbolically explained. and yeah. then I um you know I'd really try to s- compare the examples. Yeah, this is a print that when paper is too wet or too dry, and this, this is, is what it looks like. Looks like, uh-huh. and then they kind of like understand showing examples of the outcomes. You know, depends on the paper how wet and dry. What, what it's a, so much things to you cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, okay. The, so yeah.
0: I, I was fascinated with this because it sounds like the way that you learn this is just doing it over and over again, failing, and then finally feeling good about it, and then you know, is it that the best way to describe it?
1: And also, it's keep changing too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's keep changing. So that that's the reason I'm really also in still in love this printmaking. And it has enormous change about this materials and whole practice and approach. When I started printmaking, this is totally different era here. Mm-hmm. Because back in the time when I learned and introduced by my teacher this photomechanical process, we used KPR and TPR very toxic materials
0: uh, so now and it was fumigating in your oh, eyes were burning. and then out. after
1: that like you just have a headache oh, and then you didn't wear good. gloves oh. you have no sense of <laughs> safety so now everything is non-toxic less toxic that is a very important issue here yeah. especially California there is the KPR TPR is illegal uh-huh. To use here. And this so, is the
0: stuff you learned. With...
1: Right, yeah. Uh-huh. And I have to start all over again to continue uh, my research, my specialized area. And and
0: you like that experience of having to relearn?
1: I love that. Why? I, I'm, I like to be challenged uh-huh. by, in a whole new process. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and I just feel... Well, the reason I switching to or not switching completely yet, as a um, painter, printmaker, printmaking process is way challenging in terms of art making process because you have to have an idea, you have to create matrix either stone or copper or whichever. Everything has to be reversed. The image, mm-hmm. and then you, even though you have perfect executions in creating the matrix, there is inking process, and you will probably make mistake during. So each stage has a totally like some kinds of challenging element, and then once you do have a finer print, we call the BAT Bonatray ready to go print. That's the moment that you're like,
0: "Wow, I can relax."
1: Wow. And then you are able to, you'll be able to make multiple originals. I've heard of people Mm -hmm.
0: that use print as their medium of art are excited by discovering a new thing and having Mm a, like almost an error emerge, if you will. You could Mm -hmm. claim that, but Mm -hmm. then owning that and saying, that's part of it. I like it. Do you work that way or do you, are you very much like you envision something and then it becomes on paper and that process is just making sure that gets done correctly?
1: Well, many times I change my mind. Okay. During my process, yeah. And that's also one of the fun process because it's kind of collaborating process. So I also <clears throat> refer uh, the whole printmaking process like build a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you make something on your plate, responding, the plate is responding it, and you adding to it. So it's called proofing process Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be able to make a final print one action you have to repeating it adding it changing the image proofing it make uh you know and that's like a
0: relationship with. that's a relationship
1: so i really do kind of dialogue Uh you do something and the plate is responding it i love the process Mm -hmm. so the plate actually or giving me an idea or sometimes you got some of marks or something that you didn't do, but it came because Mm -hmm. of during etching process or in the acid, you you know, false bite. I I love that. So sometimes... False bite? Yeah. So we called it because you didn't make that action, but something something happened produced by etching process. And then I also saying, oh, you got Christmas gift. Okay.
0: so you do like that kind of and you don't think of it as like I now am working with a mistake or finding something. it's more like that's part of the conversation Let with it the material materiality. yeah
1: materiality yeah so something about that kind of the beauty unexpected mark sometimes you don't want it then you, you will be able to get rid of it so it, it artistic choice Does so, that is yeah. that
0: similar to the landscape speckled with human engagement and, and these shipping containers being in a space that used to be a beautiful bay is that Similar? Is there something? Kind of it's a kind of similar
1: because I kind of like to get to appreciate like some marks, scars, tears, and wears and dented. Those kind of things are really tells a story,
0: like the right? age of the museum that you see in <laughs> Berlin, right? Where the yeah, says. Something. I love
1: those kind of quality. Yeah. I love those, you know, things shows of the. The Story lived... and it, Like literacy, like history.
0: Yeah, the lived quality of the yeah, thing. Yeah, and then, yeah,
1: then I just... I mean, the materials, the hidden materials, it's appearing it mm. by the artist actions of drawing something, mark makings, and then also um, why you're doing it and your idea and inspiration's really expanding it so many times. So my work... It's getting much more complicated while right during the process. I love it so. That kind of process, I am enjoying it tremendously. But also, same time, it takes so much time, yeah, physicality, and you really have to spend the time and working in the studio because yeah, because this is not like. Immediately you will finish because right. you have to get through
0: Lots the required
1: of steps. The steps and process, which is sometimes very frustrating.
0: How do you keep yourself from being frustrated?
1: Just think it positive, and I'm enjoying it, that process. But it really requires a discipline and, and being an artist. It's not like, it's you, you know, that's why my students are also sometimes very struggling in, in this quarter system mm-hmm. because of the given limited time. The pressure. Yeah. The pressure, yeah. And then they have to finish this kind of work within this certain time. And the students that get really frustrating. And I also remind them that you need to really come and spend time. More
0: time more here. More
1: time here. And it's not going to be, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to finish today and tomorrow is going to deadline. It's not going to be that happen. No. Yeah. So those are students who spend time in the studio relatively well manageable their work time, probably less stressful, but no guarantee that they're going to avoid any, you know, unexpected mistakes. And then they prepare and we just do it, but harder to do it, right? Because then it requires of your time. You have to buy more materials. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that it's,
0: proofing means extra pa- paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, actually, it is. You you actually also mm. help run a study abroad program. That's right. Why?
1: Uh, I mean, because of the, the um, you know, I am international professor here, and I was born in Korea and studied in um, different countries, and I do multiple international residences, and those experiences exposed to kind of more multiple kind of societies and uh, cultural um, element. It's very important for my artwork. And, and then I'm, it's embedded my whole process of printmaking and art making Mobility
0: and transportation. You we were talking about that, that yeah, global quality. Right. So you need to be that as well.
1: But also, same time, I learn so much each time I go there. And I, yeah, and also as an artist. And, you know, for example, I did a residence in India. And it, after India residency, I totally revamped and I rearranged my color palette because the patterns of a color after India trip, oh my God, that was so inspirational.
0: So you can look at your body of work and go, oh, this is before I went to India and this is after. Totally. Oh, that's yeah. great. What colors did you find in India that you were oh, like, I've got to have so these? So vibrant. Vibrant Yeah,
1: colors. and then you when you go and look around, like... You don't have to go to fashion show. <laughs> I mean, I'm really visually inspired and stimulated about the color and patterns. And then I went to Australia, um, artist residency and taught ANU. And then I really started to look at this beautiful nature. Uh-huh. And after Australia trip, my work indeed from indoor objects and outdoor Totally changed to my subject matter. Yeah, that was after Australian residency, and I did a residency in Canada, Montreal, and worked with these master printers. <laughs> they <laughs> they didn't want to speak English. Oh and yeah, they just speak French, and we just did amazing collaboration process really? through this art. Yeah, printmaking. So
0: did practice. you do you speak any French? No. So you just kind of through the material itself. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you had to, that's great because if you all have this kind of language of the print and you're in dialogue with the materials, somebody else can just join you with that dialogue. It's not English in any it's language. It's a universal
1: right? language. Oh that's lovely. I experience so much of it. Do you and teach have, when
0: you do these other spaces? Does it normally involve Yeah, I sometimes teaching?
1: do a workshop and uh-huh. I sometimes give lectures and yeah, sometimes when I do the, uh, nearby, the in nearby, then university in town visited in Montreal. And yeah, some, which university was, yeah. So they found me and yeah, giving me and asking me some lectures and
0: workshop. I love to do that. How do you have the time to do all this travel and teach and do your own work?
1: I don't know. I'm just really busy every time. But you like I, it? I, I love it. I, I my actually partner said, hey, Jimin, you're traveling a lot, but you never really take any real vocation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm in the studio all the time. That is my vacation.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. And, I, you know, it's just given this opportunity and teaching university and residency opportunity, it's just so rich. And I'm really, really grateful. And, and being this academic environment where I can give back my research and I learned and trained all my knowledge, basic foundational knowledge from schools. Mm-hmm. It's time to give this back to the next generations of artists, which is UCSC. And I really gratefully enjoy teaching students, of course, that you know, challenges are there and some students are struggling mm-hmm. and I really trying to help them too. Um, have a better experience and have more good, positive learning outcomes. It's all part of my life. And so um, the teaching, it's very important part of my artistry. Mm. I think that is really, really important as me, as an artist, it's my contribution to the society too. So I I'm taking this role as very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Well, and it yeah. sounds
0: like the the mentor that helped you mm-hmm. took that very seriously right. as well. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I believe that kind of relationship, yeah, good mentor really positive relation, um influence to um students and that kind of good healthy relationship or positive or productive relationships
0: it's important. How do you mm-hmm. how do you set the tone for the studio space with mm-hmm. all these different people to make it work that mm-hmm. if that it feels like a place that you can take risks and you can learn in. How, mm-hmm. What do you do in that environment because there's a lot of people in there and there's mm-hmm. a lot of s- things to learn in that space just from a safety and technical perspective. How do you make that environment a a creative and place?
1: Yeah, that's also um kind of challenging when you have 25 people in that space. And um, when I came to UCSC, hmm, that was 16, 17 years ago, We st- I started with about 13, 15 people manageable. Yeah. And now you 25. 25 full. And the printmaking studios are very popular. And I just have to be very patient with the, um, students and they struggling and, and then I don't have to be that much of harsh. Yeah. And I I used to be much more strict in my tone and, but now I think I'm kind of find the ways to not, it's more, mm, kind of soft way or encouraging way to teach rather than kind of harsh and kind of push back and like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just have a lot of patience, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and trying to pay individual attention as much I could. But of course, that some students, I have some, you know, difficulties to connect, and some students are shy, and 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 hopefully they feel the same way. And as a teacher, professors are their resource. Right. So yeah. they, ha- some degree, the students needed to be proactive yeah. to reach me out. And if they have <laughs> questions.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing because you weren't even proactive to say I'm in the wrong room when you were in school. <laughs> you were shy, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. And right. I Actually, yeah, I did. So I'm hopefully, yeah, um, give my attentions or support evenly. It's possible. But yeah. It's, that's challenging, too. Challenging, yeah, yeah, challenging, too. <laughs>
0: would you, if you could magically change the quarter system into semester system and have longer t- time, would you do that? Hmm. Or is there a benefit of going through quickly?
1: I'm so used to teaching at this quarter system. So I, I'm enjoying teaching more f- kind of fast rhythm. But it would be nice to have my extra time, like extra yeah. weeks to, to go a little slow down. Yeah and have a little bit more time to just take a deep breath and then revisit and, but yeah, we don't have time to just relax. Just have from the week one, Get going. Fastest spots you
0: (laughs) (laughs) could. Before uh, coming over here to the Mm. theater department and do this recording, Mm. I visited you in your studio, which Mm. I I think we referred to earlier. And um, I got to meet a student who was working on a piece in San Francisco. Mm. And what I thought was really interesting is that she had mentioned, I kind of asked about Mm -hmm. why the choice of color Mm -hmm. in the ink. She had Mm -hmm. a print in black and she had a print Mm -hmm. print in kind of sepia tone. Mm -hmm. And so I just asked, and she said... Well, we kind of thought and said this thing, but she used the word we. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, even the students are feeling collaborative. Like there's always Mm -hmm. a collaboration. Was she referring to you and her and talked about the cloudiness in that work? Do you recall?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think because before you came, we were just talking about our pieces. Yeah. You show your piece yeah, too yeah. with her? No, no, no. She yeah. showed me uh, her pieces, and we talk oh, in the class. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one is better? And then, yeah, how? What do you think about this color and black or sepia? So we talk about this in so, a group. In a group. Ah, so I uh-huh. think she referred that, that group ah, discussion yeah. yesterday because we had final critics yesterday, and then yesterday we had like we, yeah, individually talk about their um, each pro- yeah. print. So I think maybe she referred that, yeah.
0: At the end of every quarter mm-hmm. on the Friday of the last week, mm-hmm. the art department has a ending show. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Santa Cruz and the area, mm-hmm. you can come up and see print work and actually buy prints from mm-hmm. students as mm-hmm. part of the process mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that. That must be a very complicated thing to run and, and manage. But I'm mm. mentioning it because I think the people that listen to this podcast will be local. Mm-hmm. It's a great invitation to come see the campus and see the artwork that students are doing. Yeah. I love going to the print show.
1: Right. We do also annual print sale. Show. Oh, it's a print, yeah. oh, So
0: it's an annual print annual sale.
1: Annual print sale. Gotcha. End of uh, spring quarter every okay. year and two days event.
0: Open to the public.
1: Open to the public. We do have fans out there waiting a long line. Students are very expecting to check oh how many prints <laughs> got sold and
0: it's, it's, it's important yeah to
1: they don't do produce their work for sale but as i mentioned as a print media print making you do have a privilege to create multiple originals mm. so you do have um 10 prints or 20 prints from the same plate.
0: Do the proceeds go back yeah. to the students yeah. or go back to the program? Where, where did the money go?
1: We um, divide 80%, 80 to 2. So two, 20% they kind of contribute. They Fund the or- Kind uh, of donate. Yeah, yeah. F- uh, this, um,
0: for material. Yeah, yeah, and then
1: for the printmaking area. And then we use that money for all different kinds of
0: art, student support kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Sometimes we buy, you know, stereos or music stereos <laughs> <laughs> for all of all for students. Eventually the money, the 20% that they donated of, of their sales, it's just all for students. Yeah, yeah. we fantastic. don't use for something else. It's yeah. all about what they need or what we can do. And surprisingly, a lot of students sell a lot. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you looking forward to in your current work? Um, in the next year or two? What what are you working on right now that you're inspired mm-hmm. by or what what's changing right now in your work?
1: Well, um, it's the whole um, innovative, you know, efforts around in my media and I am pioneering and uh, in my photo-based um, art practice in print media doing this laser cutting mm-hmm. thing. And... I am actually doing more um, relief with block printmaking and just take a little break from intaglio process. Tell
0: me about the laser Mm -hmm. cut usage. What are you using with laser cut?
1: So I was talking about the wood block and relief printmaking. It's such an old, one of the old medium, artistic medium of the whole artistic process. And what my research is that updating Mm. the ancient art form to the cutting edge technology, which is, I love to do that. And because of, I was talking about how this printmaking, when people thinking about printmaking, they think, oh, this is very traditional medium. It is a traditional medium, but it is also always that when the each medium appeared to the artist around the time it was cutting edge. Right. always is technology and yeah. new ways of making art so that's now great. right in 1990s and um, inkjet and digital printmaking immersed to the artistic practice and indeed uh, many art schools they closed down printmaking area because they why bother
0: <laughs> but it's just the newest tech of the same form art that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah, so,
1: yeah. Of, so they kind of misunderstanding yeah. about whole
0: Printed practice so did did years ago you asked to get access to laser <laughs> trained you on it yes you did <laughs> So when I was at here at yeah. the Bannin program, I bought a laser cutter for the students to use. Uh-huh. You had heard about it, and you yeah. said, "I want to use it for printmaking." Yeah, I like you until you me? said that, I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> there was like, a lot of students, but yes,
1: I know you helped That's me right. to get I... into the process, and yeah, that was your Lyle. first time you used that. Yes, and, and
0: you... then you using your work, yeah, oh, right. I'm, right. A, I'm an influencer. <laughs>
1: I know you did. You helped. So, um. Yeah, and so it has been about like ten years. Remember, yeah, that's yeah when year, you yeah. gave me uh, orientation, and such sure. and so, I'm now expert. I'm pioneering I bet you're the, ten yeah, years the process. Yeah. yeah, and so the whole of the new ways of making pro, uh, printmaking, I'm totally still still finding out the best outcomes and types of wood. How wood. do you use the laser? And so. You needed to prepare certain types of file. So my whole process, taking a photograph, remanipulating, and I use also photographic elements very unconventionally. So when you see my images, it looks very realistic, mm. many images, but it's not like, it's fictional. Yeah, it's very fictional. So kind of like, you know, the I'm kind of like reverse use of, um, documentary kind of genres of photos. So my images are my photographic elements. So when you do have a finer photo image in Photoshop, then you have to convert to like plus minus Yeah. only dot, dot. dot. So once you have reverse and inverse, because remember, I uh, the printmaking image is going to be all mirror image in a woodcut. In woodcut, also other medium too, and then I um, send that file to laser cutting, and then laser cutter ju, cuts into cutting. the wood. Cut the wood, yeah, and that is definitely reverse and inverse. Right. So the the this time the positive area it's uncut area. Right. Right? Yeah. So that the, when you're inking it, then it shows positively. Right. Yeah.
0: It's so funny. Inverse and reverse are different. <laughs> reverse <laughs> means the image flips. Inverse means the ink is in the opposite place yeah. of the image, right. if you will. Yeah. So when you look at the woodcut, you have to imagine that Print will be opposite of that, a negative of that, if you will. Yeah. Uh, though I think inverse is better than the word negative.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm using this right digital terminology. When you
0: pick the, are you picking mm. a certain type of wood? Are you using birch still, like birch plywood? Or are you picking? I
1: used birch plywood for a while, but now I'm using maple.
0: Oh, oh yes, fancier. maybe get yeah. fancier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, well, it's very a harder clean cut, cut. Yeah. harder wood. Yeah, and it
0: probably doesn't cause as much burning. Do you yes, cover the material yeah. first no. so that you can peel off? The no, burn marks are just there. I it's okay. love wooden you texture. Love some texture, burn. texture ah. yeah.
1: And then so the another research, uh, ongoing research is CMYK color separation. Are you doing that? I am doing it. What? Oh, what, 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 wood, wood cut? Yes. That's yes, hard. Okay, so this that's means hard. that you
0: actually take your imagery and then you split it into four files and then you cut four different pieces of wood with a laser cutter. And then because it's a laser and you can set it perfectly, you then have to register it on the paper perfectly. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. Do You you got wh- that. And, and so you have to <clears throat> use inks that are transparent so they can mix each other? Or is it the dot pattern that mixes them?
1: Yes. Both. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. The image has to have the CMYK information. So when you look at this color information through the computer screen, that is RGB, right? Right. the LEDs on there, little lights. Exactly. So you have to totally fully understand about what is a color mode when you're looking on the screen, and then have to reverse to printing mode. Right. Right. Offset. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. yeah. When you go to like, you know, the offset printing, it's all the magazines and the books. C-M-Y-K. Right. Yeah. So I am taking that color printing um, theory. So I uh, have to. <laughs> Not, like, it is, you know, what
0: you're describing is so complicated. Ah, like, I have yeah. a print history, like, I understand that kind of stuff and, yeah, and lighting yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that is, yeah, cutting edge, like completely cutting edge. Cutting edge. edge, right? absolutely. Exactly.
1: Cutting edge yeah. yeah, and then, and then, so do the, um, yeah, so I am really, really appreciate about the, because I'm an analog generation. Yeah. I, I when I started do all the photomechanical process, there's no concept of digital. yeah, Then I spent so much time and making transparency in the dark room, wet process. Sure. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, chemicals I know <laughs> I didn't like fixer smells and mm. I don't want to be in the dark room by myself. Especially in the winter time, I know that some people are
0: like, I well, love so, to do that. I mean, my father was a photographer, so mm-hmm. we had a dark room, black mm-hmm. and white dark room in the mm-hmm. basement. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, he'd have mm-hmm. a run of a wedding or something. He needed help, and I'd go in and help with him. So <laughs> yeah. there's a nostalgia aspect. Would I want to be in there all the time? No. no. <laughs> do I want to smell <laughs> it for a minute and go, Dad? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. And also,
1: there's uh, some limitations of the size. Yeah. Because, yeah. So in this you know, digital options, Available to me around what is like 2001 or two. That was a huge, like, like changing of everything of my ways of thinking, creating the image from the digital. Yeah, from the analog to digital. And I'm no, I know this. My students are totally like, they're digital first. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. They were born with this language and the digital generation. But me. Totally. I'm like, you know, I like change my kind of experience of the artistic practice, change, understanding and embracing this digital technology. It's very, very slow process. So I have to like switching all the ways of making imagery. But Photoshop really changed my um, artistic imagery. And uh, yeah.
0: So do you like working in Photoshop?
1: It's essential.
0: <laughs> That's with not that, the question yeah, I asked. Yeah, without Photoshop. <laughs> Did you like? Do you like it?
1: I love it. Okay. Yeah, I love because it. it's a part of your. Yeah, work. Yeah, and also you know there, I'm also making color with the digital printing as a background. I just don't want it too complicated on my technical executions because my I'm using this specialized Japanese uh, paper, special uh, like uh, for inkjet printing or yeah inkjet printing. Yeah, okay. So inkjet printing. In inked, printed background, I have to print background as a digital printing on this shiramine paper, which is awagami paper, specialized kind of coated with a silicone coating for the digital printing, and then I printed my CMYK on top.
0: Oh, yeah. you pr- then on print yeah, on top with the woodblock.
1: Yeah, on woodblock. So, so you're printing
0: on this twice with two different mediums.
1: Totally. Yeah. Wow. So that's why the image is so. In between, very painterly, very like, you know, all people got confused. Like, is it photographs or this is a print or? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a half an hour? I can explain it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So those are, you know,
1: yeah, it's just, you know, it's about materials, about the process. So you have to continuously just
0: are you take? Are, are you still going to the dark lab and using a laser printer <laughs> down, the, laser cutter down there? Or do you bring? Do you have a laser cutter up here? We
1: do have a laser cutter now. Oh good! Department. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We do have a brand new, better. Brand new? Oh, better. Oh, yeah, yeah better well,
0: sure. Not ten than, years yeah, old or no. <laughs> seven years
1: old. <laughs> so yeah, and the bigger one too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, oh great. Yeah, yeah, How yeah, large yeah. of prints 28 are you making? Twenty by forty inches. Yeah, oh. so making the largest so So it's everything. You know, I'm using all the resources from university too. Sure. Yeah, and I don't have in my own laser cutter, and so all different kinds of elements of making work. And it's just just like you have to think so many multiple ways of thinking and and then therefore the outcomes are special. So um, I think your question was like, what is the future, right? What is kind of trajectory yeah. of my art going?
0: I want to, before you answer mm-hmm. that, think about it for a second more. Why do you like the origami paper?
1: Oh, this, uh, you mean the... Um, the um, Japanese um, inkjet paper.
0: Yeah. You said origami paper, too. A- awagami. Awagami. What yeah. is aw- Why do you like well, the awag- awagami paper? Awagami
1: paper is uh, paper makers um, in Tokushima, Japan. And Japanese papers are really beautiful paper. I, I love those colors and nuance of the paper. But so they have
0: fibers in them and they have a tech Yeah, yeah.
1: It's beautiful. They absorb ink Differently uh-huh. compared to oh, Western, really? Western paper, yes, and and then, but you have to use this paper running through inkjet printer because they coated, like like on top thin silicone coating, so that
0: so the inkjet ink, can stay
1: in ink stay, and then it's um, protect like uh, cut the fibers to nozzle, right? Okay. Because okay. It otherwise, is on like they get dirty and clog from the fibers, so they, pr- like, coating on the s- screen print. Right, put silicon put... coating is beautiful printing. Yeah. Oh, love it, the colors.
0: But does the paper also take it on, or is only the silicon take the ink?
1: Oh... Uh... I think it's both. Yeah, because it's such a thin coating. Okay. Yeah, such okay. a thin coating. Got it. I want to get, Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm.
0: it sounds like you're going to be working more on that. I think mm-hmm. I. I mean, I definitely got an idea of what you're currently working on. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you have more vision of what you'll be doing next, or what? what yeah. So I
1: I have an upcoming show um, in Tokyo mm-hmm. Gallery. This is the third show in that gallery, Shota Gallery in Ginza during Summer Olympics.
0: Nice. I hope, I hope, hope this it happens hopefully happens yeah. I'm so so this summer about it. so what's yeah. the what's yeah your... and then
1: so I am now um just started a new series of ten uh different um separate images of the landscape of bay area mm-hmm.
0: okay
1: and then um then it's gonna be combined with some elements of um Kind of screen printing uh, of the very traditional Japanese or uh, Korean sumi painting elements.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you done sumi painting?
1: Not before, yeah. And then, but that is going to be all the graphic design from um, container, <sighs> shipping containers. So it's going to be all combinations: so, yeah. Eastern, and Western, transportation. Migration, globalizations, everything is going to be combined with that kind of the series. So that
0: series are the pre- pieces in the form of a shipping container uh, mm-hmm. dimensionally. Like, is it that aspect ratio of the side of a container? Maybe. Or is, yeah. Oh, you're not yeah. sure. So we're not out? sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: I just started. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. imag- wor-
0: w- working on. Yeah. The, the, you, did did I, I thought in my mind what you mm-hmm. were saying is that there's imagery on the shipping containers you're going to use that imagery like to
1: yeah kind of borrow some of elements of and then combining with this landscape
0: what kind of elements are from shipping containers are that that you're talking about the shipping
1: about? containers are you know the graphically it's outstanding
0: they have graphics on yeah, them yeah they do okay. we're talking they about the do. way that they're painted or is there like they small stickers and stuff
1: everything, everything. they have still specific numbers and they have their um, letters or okay. logos. They're, they're, it could be from those. anywhere, right? From so anywhere. That, all, uh, yeah, all different kind of countries. I I identified so many. <laughs> so containers. you're gonna pull
0: those. You're gonna pull that iconography off of them yeah. and use that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because With I'm the, thinking about the. You know all the idea of olympics of the global events and people yeah i'm sure that a lot of people are gonna visit hopefully if that happened right uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're
0: saying hopefully of course because we're right in the space where the coronavirus is getting to the point where things are getting canceled and yeah. the summer's not that yeah. far away who knows what I will know. happen
1: yeah. yeah i think my program this summer is supposed to be held in korea i think it's, it's gonna be canceled really yeah very oh. disappointing sorry to hear that. yeah but We'll, see. we'll yeah, see. It's not officially announced my, sure, yet, but sure. yeah. We'll
0: by, the people, by the time people hear this, everything will be answered. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, mean, yeah. Lee, yeah. thank you so much for joining me on the yeah. Art of Change. I really mm-hmm. appreciate chatting with you. Mm-hmm. It's great.
1: Thank you so much, Lyle, to having me and giving me this wonderful opportunity to share my research and my experience teaching at UCSC.
0: It's been a pleasure hearing thank all about you. it. You thank too. you. You too. Great. Thank you. The Art of Change is a production of the Arts Division of UC Santa Cruz. Engineering, editing, and theme song by Eric Mack. Research and production assistant, Maggie Hoogs. This podcast is hosted and produced by Lyle Troxell, a maker, podcaster, and software engineer working for Netflix. To learn more about the Arts Division at UC Santa Cruz, visit arts.ucsc.edu And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.